Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Student Center. Um, Kiki, I hope you heard that. Hold on, let me see. Um, anyways, so that was my roommate. Um, today we're just gonna be sorry if I sound like I'm waking up because truth be told, I am waking up. <laughs> let me see, what is it? Eight thirteen. Uh, when I woke up like seven thirty. This is in the evening, mind you. So, I guess I'll just run through my day real quick. Um, so, well, first and foremost, I am, <laughs> I was just going to go into the whole shebang, not even say who I am or nothing, tell you about what, where we at, what we doing, like, um, so, excuse me, welcome to the Student Center. I am Malik Bell, your host, and today we... <laughs> it's gonna be fun and today we're just going to be you know doing a little study and do a little homework um i'm going to be doing my law work which is very fun i think is always worthy of discussion and i will be doing this mainly because i woke up at um, 6 45 yes in the morning this morning or earlier this morning and I got my day started and everything it takes me about an hour to get ready so by 7 45 I was about ready to start on my work right and do this podcast so I started my work I was recording this that and the other and I'm running late for class silly old me deletes the podcast <laughs> the whole episode so we are just going to redo this episode like um you know nothing ever happened and i guess is rightfully so because i don't remember what i was talking about i mean i remember what i was talking about but i don't remember exactly what i said so we're just gonna do it again let's do it again right yeah so on top of that let me see after that went to class um after class went to get some food did i get some food no, I came home, and I believe I edited uh, episode two of my podcast, yes, um, now available on Spotify, thank you, <laughs> feels very good to say, and after that, I went to math class, then econ, then met up with some friends, oh, Ethan, and another friend of his, um, after that, got ready for work, gosh darn. But I was only at work for a couple of hours because we couldn't stay open. It was only two of us. So, got home early, thank God. Uh, took a shower, took a nap because I was extremely tired, extremely exhausted. And now here we are recording and doing our homework. So, let's get into it. How was your day? Tell me about your days, please. How was your day? Um, and let's get into it. This discussion. I guess I got to find it. No, that's not it. Here we go. Oh my gosh. I done made a whole new tab. I hate it here. All right. Whatever. We'll just work with it. That's what we do around these parts. What is this? I'm so nervous. Oh my God. What is my midterm? Oh, it's due Monday, February 21st. Okay. All right. Maybe I have all weekend to do. Oh my God. I have a quiz to do. There's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work to do in my classes and just... I have time to do it. 
it's, it's not that I don't have the time to do it. It's just a lot of work in my classes. I'm like, oh my god, we are in the thick of it already, and we're only in we're only in February, but we got this. So I'm gonna need my notes and everything. It's okay. Here we go. So today we will be playing lawyer. Ooh, very fun, very exciting. Well. Um, and this is the case of Don V. The Independent Post. If I say it earlier, I'm going to say it now. This is from my law class. So, this is a discussion for my law class. It's due tonight. So, let's get into it. I need to stop saying it. So, that is a vocalized pause as well as ums and ahs. And I will stop saying that. Let's do this. Ted Don has a bakery downtown. One day on his way to work, he witnesses an accident involving the local elementary school bus. The accident leaves the bus driver unconscious and the bus aflame. Without thinking about his own well-being, Ted proceeds to break the back door of the bus and rescue the passengers of the bus one by one. By the time the paramedics arrive, Ted has already rescued everyone from the bus, including the unconscious driver. Local reporters hail him as a hero and spend the next few days talking about his selfless act of valor. Ted grants a few interviews and excuse me, and describes the incident in great detail to a number of news outlets. Shortly afterward, the Independent Post runs a story titled, quote, Who is the real Ted Don? End quote. The article discloses private details about Ted's two failed marriages and allegations of domestic abuse leveled against him by his ex-wife. Quote, While not proven in court, documents from his trial detail how he allegedly used a slipper on one occasion and a crowbar on another to beat his first wife, whose name we have decided not to publish to respect her privacy. End quote. I'm just going to highlight that quote real quick, okay? The article also states that Ted hasn't paid child support for the last seven months. The article cites a person familiar with Ted's past as the source of the article, but mentions that the claims made by the source were independently verified. The claims made by the source were independently verified. We're not okay. Ted, who always... Oh, excuse me. Ted, who has always maintained his innocence in the face of domestic abuse allegations, was really upset about the article. He explained the situation to his lawyer, aka us, and said that while it is true that he hasn't paid child support in seven months, it is not because of negligence or out of spite. Ted explains that after inheriting a substantial sum of money, his second wife agreed and not writing? In writing not and hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ted explains that after inheriting a substantial sum of money, his second wife agreed in writing not receive money from Ted anymore. In writing not receive, I think. Okay, I looked this up earlier. It says writing, but it might be written, and I don't know because a writ is basically an order. And a writ is an order issued by a legal authority with administrative or judicial powers. Basically, it's just an order. Um, and the order. Oh shoot. Um, blah blah. blah. So, 
Ted explains that after inheriting a substantial sum of excuse me sum of money, we're just going to rearrange this sentence a little bit. His second wife agreed, and in order to not receive money from Ted anymore, so she said, "Just stop sending me money. I don't want no money from you." Which is okay, go you. But like, girl, you should take the money anyway. As Ted's lawyer, you are tasked with building a case against the Independent Post, as all good lawyers do. You are to explore all possible avenues based on the laws and torts we have covered in class and decide what type of plaintiff Ted is or isn't and why. So basically, we just have to argue his case. This isn't like the other, this isn't like my other discussions where we have to argue either side. We're playing lawyer, yeah. Well, I guess we're playing lawyer typically, so it really don't matter. Anyway, that's irrelevant. So. Let's get into our privacy towards because this is a privacy case, privacy claim. Um, and also that is just what we learned the other day, so I know that's just what, <laughs> what it's about. Now, let's see. We have four different torts that you could say deal with privacy, I guess you could say. Torts are laws, but torts is a really funny word, so I'm just going to be saying torts the whole time. Torts. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, the first tort <laughs> is intrusion upon a person's seclusion or solitude. In other words, invasion of privacy. Let me get my notes out. This is a lot of words, and I know how to paraphrase, paraphrase for myself. So, excuse me. Okay. I have my notes out like the good student that I am. Um, let's see. Our first tort is invasion of privacy, like I just said, and the requirements for a case or a claim to meet that tort is first, the defendant must be, or excuse me, must have intentionally violated the plaintiff's uh, privacy. I'm going to speak on that in a second. Hold on. So, defendant intentionally violated privacy, that's number one. Number two is that the invasion must be reasonably offensive. And number three is that private matters must have been involved. Also, the intrusion must have caused mental anguish or suffering to the plaintiff. Now, I'm really not feeling this toward mainly because of the mental anguish and suffering now it does say he was upset but that's pretty much as far as we got to knowing how emotional he felt about all of this um private matters must be involved private matters were definitely so involved however invasion must be reasonably offensive uh the invasion was not reasonably offensive i well Scratch that. I think it was reasonably offensive. But here is why I think that it was not technically. And also, the defendant intentionally violated privacy. This was true. But this and the second, the um, the reasonably offensive requirement is why I'm like teetering. like, And it's mainly because Ted Don. Is that his name? Ted. What is this man's name? Ted. Don, yes, is an accidental public figure. So there are five different types of people in this world, as far as I know, at least. Um, you have public officials, which are your governments, all that. Your, well, your government people, you know, secretaries and all that good stuff. 
Um, you have all-purpose public figures, which are your celebrities and whatnot. You have limited-purpose public figures who are more so your activists. Like, my professor was like Greta Thunberg. I'm thinking Dr. King could be counted as a limited-purpose public figure. Um, and then you have accidental public figures. These are people who uh, get famous not on purpose, basically. <laughs> like, if you, uh, if you like, posted a TikTok video and, you know, you didn't mean to get famous, but you ended up getting famous off of it, you are an accidental public figure. And in this case, Ted Don, who was just so acting out of instinct, just just he was saving people and that was it and all he became an accidental public figure because people took notice to that they recognized him and they interviewed him and he got famous from that um and lastly you have a private citizen which is me you anybody who's listening to this who's not famous <laughs> yet <laughs> um anyway i'm gonna stop saying um y'all heard me say earlier anyway i'm gonna stop saying that as well i'm just gonna have pauses literal silent pauses I'm too awkward for silence. Like I said, we are private citizens. However, we aren't focused on that at this moment. Accidental public figure is what we are focused on because that is what applies to this case. And the reason I bring this up is because each each type of person is expected a certain amount of privacy. Unfortunately, the more famous you are, the less right to privacy you have. And being that Ted Don is an accidental public figure, he can't really he can't really claim invasion of privacy because you lose a couple rights to privacy with the fame that you get and being that you have invited these people to interview you. You know, you got some part in this, my friend. You, you invited them. This wasn't without permission. Um, whatever, who cares? Next is public disclosure of embarrassing private facts. This has been broken up. This is the second tort, mind you. This was broken up by my professor into four different parts. The first part is public disclosure, um, which are basically facts that must be, of course, publicly disclosed. It's pretty flat, pretty flat out. You, you can't get more, more real than that i mean it's public disclosure you know what it is private facts you should also know what these are it's common sense facts that are private and not generally known but put together i mean put together is exactly what you would expect it to be but i'm just going to put it all together anyway public disclosure of embarrassing private facts means a private fact that is not generally known must be publicly disclosed and published uh, it must be reasonably offensive, which means, of course, the publication must be offensive. Again, common sense, you should know this, but I'm reading it out anyways because some of us, well, of course, we don't know what torts are, but also, you know, we just, some of us run a little slower than others, you know what I'm saying? Myself included. So, well, I'm just looking out for the little man, you know what I'm saying? Or woman, you know, the little person out here, the little them, the little them. So, lastly, but not leastly, we have the fact must not be newsworthy. It shouldn't be a matter of legit public concern. This, in my eyes, is newsworthy because 
you are an accidental public figure. People are going to be interested in what's going on with the with the with the guy that saved the the kids on the school bus and the bus driver that was unconscious and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? People are going to want to know what's good with his life. So it's not that it is national newsworthy, but it's definitely not not newsworthy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're famous now. You're sort of famous. Was it reasonably offensive? Of course, like I said in the last case. I think that it was, but you lose some rights to that, just like I just said in this last uh, point. And, I mean, they were private facts that were publicly disclosed, but like I said, you lost some rights. Now, we get to the false light. And I believe we could definitely argue this tort in our claim for this for these reasons. <laughs> The information must be published widely and was. First of all, let me just explain what false light is. False light is bringing unwanted attention to something or somebody. So bullying, simply pointing something out on somebody and having everybody pay attention to them. You know, any type of unwanted attention on somebody that you put on them it means that you are committing false light and they have been seen in false light. I mean, you know, people do it every day, so don't, like, you know, call the police on yourself or whatever. But just know you are committing false light, and you could be sued for it. <laughs> but that's not going to stop me from telling somebody if they got eye boogers in their eyes. If I got eye boogers in my goddamn eyes, please tell me. There is nothing more embarrassing than talking to somebody with fucking mucus in your eye sockets. That is disgusting. Please do not let me talk to you with that on my face. Anyway, now that I've finished that little tangent, <laughs> what is false light? I just described it. Now, what is the requirement to make such a claim? The information must be published widely. This happened in that case. The Independent Post published it widely. Publication must identify the plaintiff. And this is true. Ted Don was literally brought up in the title. And they talked about him in the article. Like, interviewed his uh his um people that he knew his ex-wife and first-hand sources that were not named also it must paint him in an official false light i now here's where things get tricky well okay i wouldn't really call them tricky because we're proving false light not falsity which is a whole nother thing falsity is basically a part of defamation and we won't even get to that because where this is not a defamation case, this is a privacy case. And I truly think that this paints him in a false light because, quote, while not proven in quote, in <laughs> while not proven in court, documents from his trial detail how he allegedly used a slipper on one occasion and a crowbar on another to be his first wife now it wasn't proven in court but they were documents that were used if there's documentation i mean there must be some kind of i don't know but again we're not proving truth we're true we're proving we're proving attention privacy um so we this really wouldn't matter in this type of in this type of claim so we could really just throw that out we, well, we can't, we're not going to throw it out. We're going to throw out the fact that it could be used 
as um, it couldn't be used in a defamation case. But we're going to keep it in terms of it paints our plaintiff, our client, in a false light. You know what I'm saying? This brings unwanted attention to the part of his life that he didn't want attention brought to. And here it is published widely. Lastly, but not but not leastly, <laughs> last but not least, what is wrong with you, bro? The defendant must be at fault in publishing the article. This means the defendant basically they must know they must have known better. Like they know that they had to know better. Um, that's in my words. Basically, if my professor said, the defendant was at fault in publishing the information, i.e. The defendant had the capacity to understand the information that would be offensive, but published it anyways. In other words, knowing that under cricket, bad consumption is considered considered taboo, but publishing it. Um, I'm not forget. I said that last part. I don't know what that is. But the defendant had the capacity to understand that the information was offensive to a reasonable person, but published it anyway. I don't think this is really... I just really don't think that this is reasonable to an offensive per person. But that's not a requirement for this tort. It's the fact that the defendant... Or, excuse me. The, or, yeah, no, no. Yeah, the defendant was knew that they were at fault in publishing the, the information. I think I would argue that anyway, in the case that, you know, Ted Don is going to, you know, you got to know some shit is going to come out. Like, some shit is going to happen because of all this. Like, you, there's no way, there's no way he's just going to sit here and let you call him uh, an abusive person, whether he is or not. He's not going to just sit back and let you do that. Like, you got to know. You just got to know. You got to know. I'm honestly going to argue this toward in my, when I make my case. Um, and lastly, excuse me, lastly, and there's a whole another, there's a real life case that goes with that tort. It's called Time V Hill, but I'm not going to go into that because I'm not just, I'm not going to go into that. If y'all are interested, y'all let me know. I'll read it out for you in another, in another episode or whatever, but not tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> lastly, but not leastly, misappropriation. And this is basically using a person's name and likeness for personal advantage. And this was definitely uh, true. This was definitely, this definitely happened. You use his name for an article. I'm pretty sure you got money off of it or whatever. But either way, you got, it's, art, it's your article. It's personal advantage. You posted it. Um, permission, the requirements for that is that the permission was not granted for identity use and was not um, some sort of protected aspect of identity is utilized. And basically, this means like, for example... A protected aspect if you wear your hair a certain type of way and people can like trademark you off of that people will recognize you off of that then that is a protected aspect of your identity so but in this case he didn't really have a protected aspect it was his protected aspect was his name so honestly i would still say that that i would still argue that part anyways because it's a protected aspect it's your name yeah it's your identity literally and it was used. So lastly, 
uh, the identity was used for immediate and, and direct benefit, which was it was published, you know, literally immediately. Let me see something. A few interviews, but innocent. Uh, yeah. uh, independent post, story title. So it doesn't really say when the article was posted. However, we can imagine, you know, it was immediately. <laughs> so honestly, I think I would argue false light, then misappropriation, and then explain why invasion of privacy and public disclosure of embarrassing private facts would not work. But I think I would even go as far as to say false light is really the strongest case. Misappropriation is just like, you know, something to, it's like a supporting case. I mean, a supporting tort for the main tort, right? So let's see, let's see, we got 26 minutes. Let me see if I can, sorry if y'all hear all of that shuffling. <laughs> Uh, let me see something here. Independent post. Well, first I have to see what my classmate said. Defending Dawn. Divorce, babe. Divorce. Ten unread. Oh, they must have. Yeah, well, let me see what they... Independent public... No. Okay. Nice. Um, invasion of privacy. Um, boom. Okay. Let me see. The There's no law against privacy. Intrusion and false light. Ah. Ooh. Okay, okay. Um, the public record. This type of speech. Defamate you. I thought we weren't supposed to be doing the defamation. I mean, he could sue for libel, but that's the only problem. The it's the fact that when did you post this? Are you with us, Trippy? Because <laughs> this is a whole nother. That's a whole nother claim. I won't even get down to that. So I think, and everybody's posting under this one, which means they probably already said what I just said in this podcast. <laughs> I ask that you and address all possible. Okay. I'm just finna go for mine. Um, reasonable. Uh, no, 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 no. All I can say for all of these is no. Hot the mighty. All of the privacy toys. So. I'm okay. I'm gonna post this anyway. Here's what I'm gonna post Don V. Independent Post. Is this replying? Am I replying to this thread? Hold on, let me make sure. Okay, reply to thread. Defending Dawn. I believe. Okay, I believe, I believe, what is it? God's gonna, what y'all know about that? Yes, I do believe, yes, I do believe. All right, let me focus. I believe false light 
would be the strongest tort. I love that word to use in this claim. The reason, maybe, so he wants us to use process of elimination. So should I work my way up or work my way down? I think I should work my way down. So let me start off with, I believe, I believe that, let me see, which one is the weakest in my eyes? Invasion of privacy. I believe that invasion of privacy is the weakest tort. Why don't we keep capitalizing tort to use in this claim? Because nice. Even though Intentionally, intentionally violated Don's privacy. And I'm just going to say, even though the independent post met... I was, when I say all of the requirements, they intentionally violated his privacy. Invasion was reasonably offensive. I would say that even though the independent post met most of the requirements for this. The fact that, excuse me, he is an accidental public figure means that he has lost some of his rights, rights to privacy, boom. This coincides. <laughs> okay, at this point, I'm just talking like a robot, so I'm just gonna cut it, wait, and read you what I get after the fact. So, how about that? Boom. All right, everyone, after a grueling and intense. I'm lost my train of thought. <laughs> Hold on. After a grueling and intense, whatever, I don't even know what you would call it, but I've finally come up with um, my argument and my, as well as my process of elimination, as my professor would like. So let's see. Defending Don, I believe that invasion of privacy 
is the weakest tort to use in this claim because even though the independent post met most of the requirements for it, the fact that he is an accidental public figure means that he has lost some of his rights to privacy. This coincides with the second tort of public disclosure of embarrassing private facts. Though Don's private facts were publicly disclosed, the publication may not have been found reasonably offensive to the general public and it does count as, new, as a newsworthy piece of information because of the fact that he is now famous. Misappropriation would be a better tort to bring up in this case because Don never granted permission for his identity to be used and his name was literally in the title. It would also be useful to bring up this, that the story was indeed used for direct and immediate benefit. False light would be the strongest tort to use in this claim because Don was directly identified in the publication and it became general knowledge. Don was painted in an offensive light, false light because the part of his life that he had no visible intention of making known became a widely published publication. I might change that. The Independent Post must have known that it was at fault for publishing an article about Don without Don's permission or sourcing from him. False light would be the tort that I'd use to fight the case in Don's favor. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Attorney Malik Bell. I'll be here all semester, I guess. <laughs> all right. Please rate five stars. Follow me at Arling King, A-R-L-I-N-G-K-I-N-G. And I will see you when I see you. Please be safe. Study hard, but not too hard. Don't strain yourself. All right.